Hi, my turtle doves. How are you? How are you? How are you? Today is January 4th, 2023, and it is kind of chilly in sunny Miami, Florida. Um, I am recording a video so that I can place it on my YouTube channel. There was an issue with the video that I had recorded called Keys to Loneliness. I guess it was too long. So I am going to try to make this one as short as possible while introducing myself. Um, I am Miss Turtle Dove. I have a podcast on Anchor.fm called My Turtle Dove's Asylum, and it basically just outlines um, mental health and the different things that I've learned. Disclaimer: I am not a pastor, a preacher. Um, I am not um, certified. I am just someone who has lived a life and I have encountered and discovered and uncovered so many different things all while um, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And it hasn't always been easy. It has not always been a consistent seeking. Um, I have fell. I have fell multiple times and I still fall today. But um, every Saturday, it's a consistent thing where I want to create a podcast and I ask God, God, what would you have me say to them? And then I don't hear anything. So I say, God, talk to me, speak to me. And what happens is, is that once he speaks to me, I bring it to you. Um, so this morning I'm cleaning, I'm moving around the house and I said, God, talk to me. And he didn't say anything. <laughs> Because he's a good, good father. Um, maybe I wasn't ready at the moment. But he didn't say anything initially. So I went on about my morning and I'm cleaning the house and things of that nature. And I started to feel a discomfort. And the discomfort kind of alarmed me a little bit. And I started to go on a, a, a intrusive thoughts intrusive thoughts those things that come in that are not always positive so that's what started to happen and I started to think of multiple different things and God said regret um and I said okay um regret talk to me about regret what he allowed me to see is that many oftentimes many times um, it's when we get into a predicament where we are uncomfortable or we get into a predicament where we're facing consequences, different circumstances, sometimes um, on our sick bed and, and things of that nature. And we start to think about all of the things that we wanted to do but didn't, all of the things that we should have done but didn't, all of the things that God told us to do but we did not do. Um, and we, we say, if I had another opportunity, God, I would do this. God, if you just heal me, I will promise to do this. So we start to bargain. Um, and he, 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 God, he, God, he started to continue to talk to me in regards to, um, regret. So something that we never want to do is regret something that we could have done, but did not, um, we don't ever want to regret something that we could have done but did not. And now I'm going to just let you know that um, there was something that God told me to do two years ago, but I did not. Because I, the last thing that I wanted to do was be like Apostle Paul. And we know that if, if you don't know your Bible, Apostle Paul is a um, 
follower a follower of God. And what happened was is that he started to persecute the people who called on the name Jesus. He started to persecute believers and followers of Jesus Christ because he felt like it was an abomination and that it was just wrong. There's only one true living God and how dare you serve this Jesus Christ person. So he started to persecute them and he was actually like getting them by the hundreds and he was capturing them and taking them to be um, um, prosecuted in court. So there was a lot of zeal in his heart. He was doing the right thing because he wanted to honor God and make sure that there was no false um, imposters or anyone that can pervert or diminish the name of of God because who is this Jesus Christ person and why are you serving him why in the name of Jesus and that was Apostle Paul's um, disposition until God said Paul why dost thou persecute me um, so what happened is is that he was not sent to persecute Christians he had zeal he had passion he had love for for God and he was doing that on his own so God told me to do something and because no one had sent me and I was afraid that I would be making the wrong choice, I refused to do what he said. Um, I wanted someone to anoint me and appoint me and send me. But we know that God is the one who anoints, appoints and sends. Um, it's nice when you have someone that can back you up and someone that can help you with your morale and um, give you different type of um, feedback and assistance. That's always great. But what happens when that person never shows up? And now what you are is you're left with this assignment that you chose not to do because no one sent you when God had already told you to. So. One thing that the word says is that we must renew our minds and we say to God, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. And as long as that's your prayer, um, move forward. As long as you're operating in the will of God, move forward. As long as you're reading his word and you're not doing it just based on a thought, you're reading his word and you're familiar with who God is, his character and the things that he would have you do. I would say um, move forward, which is basically what I'm doing right now. I want it to be appointed. I, do, I want it to be sent, not just to go without um, being properly trained, but the training hasn't come physically. It has come supernaturally. So um, we got that out the way and I'll just explain what I mean by that. So when I was 12 years old, you may think 12 years old, right? But it's, it's a true story. When I was 12 years old, I was exhausted. I was so exhausted. I was tired. Um, maybe before then, maybe around eight or nine, I remember, I started to go to church and I gave my life to God. I asked God, you know, I invited him into my life as my own personal savior. And that was because I loved the way that it felt in his presence and the things that they told me about him, that if you just cried on the name of Jesus, he would be there to rescue you no matter where you are or what situation you're in. And as a child, I understood that like, hey, I need that because I had gone through multiple different things. And at that time, mentally, I was exhausted. I was crying myself to sleep at night and I'm just a child. So one day, I think at the age of 12 years old, I said, God, I want you to give me old lady peace, meaning that, God, I want the world to fall down around me and I don't want to be shaken or stirred. And that was my prayer, not knowing that I was asking God for the peace that passes all understanding, according to Philippians chapter four. 
I didn't know that that's what I was asking God for. And what happened was is that God does not give you the cake already made. He gives you all of the ingredients. He doesn't give you the cake out of the box. Because, you know, with the box, all we have to add is two or three things. God lets you make that cake from scratch. God is going to give you all of the fruits of the Spirit when you ask Him for certain things. And um, He's going to give you the, the baking powder, the baking soda, the things, the sifter, everything that you need to make this wonderful cake from scratch with so much love. And if you would just follow me while while I speak. Um, so we we know that, um, so when, when I asked God for that, I didn't know that I was asking him for the life that I had to live to get what I asked him for. Um, meaning that God tested me and I, well, life tested me and God blessed me. Life tested me and God blessed me because one thing about life is that it's going to happen. Life is going to happen whether you run and hide from it, which you can't hide from life, or whether you decide to face it head on, whether you face it with positivity, negativity, whether you decide to have God on your side or not, life is going to happen. That's one thing that I've learned. So as life, God allowed me to breathe. And as life began to happen, God started to bless me with all of the fruits of the spirit, which I did not know at that time. It's what was happening because I, my mind was clouded. Um, I was fighting a physical battle with the wrong tools. I was fighting a physical battle with the wrong tools. I was swinging at the air. I was swinging at my health. I was swinging at boyfriends. I was singing at dead babies. I was swinging, sing, sing. I said sing. I'm sorry, swinging. I was swinging at everything that I could possibly see, and I was exhausted. But at that time, I did not know that God was giving me what I asked Him for, which was the peace that surpasses all understanding. So, Galatians five chapter, uh, Galatians chapter five, verse twenty-two through twenty-three. It says, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace." forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. So while we're asking for God, while we're asking God for money, cars, and clothes, we desire the fruits of the spirit because those are the things that cannot be taken away from us. Those are the things that cannot perish. Those are the treasures that we can store up that man cannot break in and steal. God said it. God said it. Don't store up things where locusts can come in and eat and men can come in and steal, but store up things for the kingdom, the goodness, the fruits of the spirit and things of that nature. And I don't know what's going on right here, but just excuse that. So um, when I asked him for peace, I started to go through so many different things in my life and I was so confused and the enemy told me, you know, there was a lot of things that the enemy told me, the enemy being the devil, um, that I should just end it all. I need to have some type of control and the control that I have will be to just take it all. But I lived my life based on who they told me God was, which was sufficient when I was a child because I didn't have the tools or the know-how to search for who he was on my own. So I lived up until a certain point off of the strength of who my mom, the church, the pastor, um, different people told me God was. And it was that, and it makes me a little bit emotional just thinking about it because I lived my life 
through losing my mom, my father, I lost two children. I've been um, through quite a bit of things. And in and all of that, just based on who they told me he was, just a small knowledge, the faith of the mustard seed, I was able to wake up every day and put one foot in front of the other. It was not easy. It was hard. It was uncomfortable. I hated it, <laughs> you know, for the lack of a better statement. But I was just on the strength of who they told me he was. I was able to live. When you ask God for peace, we have to understand that peace starts from within, not without, because you can't control how other people respond. You can't control how other people show up. You can't control other people's temperament. You can't control certain situations. You can't control the fact that you get on the road and a car hits your car. You can't control the fact that a hacker broke into your bank account and stole your money. There's things on the outside of you that you just cannot control, but the peace that you can control that's already been bestowed upon you is on the inside. You can control the peace within. That comes by asking God, God, give me the peace that passes all understanding, but we must understand that there is a certain amount of personal accountability that comes along with the peace that we ask for when we ask, when we ask for the peace that passes all understanding. In the midst of everything that I was going through asking God for peace, I was going, um, I, I was, I was doing things to myself. Um, I was a liar. I was a fornicator. I made mistakes over and over again, and we know that the definition of a true insanity is making the same decision over and over again and expecting different results. So me alone, you know, not judging the people on the outside of me, what they did to me, let's just remove those things. And now what we have left is, is us. And up until recently, I hated being alone with me. I hated being alone with me, even with all of the love that I had and the understanding of God's mercy and grace. I hated being alone with me. And I didn't understand why. Why do I hate being alone with me? So there's a level of personal accountability that is required in order to attain, obtain, pursue, live in, seek, bestow, and let it rest of, of that type of peace. There's a certain level of personal accountability, meaning that you have to go inside and say, God, I am going to live according to your Ten Commandments. I am going to remove everything that I'm doing to myself that's detrimental to my health. I am going to show up in the world as the salt that you created me to be. I am going to take the accountability to be a better person so that way I don't be like those who hurt me. It was hard. It was so, so hard. It was so hard to take personal accountability for things that I did not create. Um, and when I say personal accountability for things that I did not create is that at some point you're responsible for your own healing. And once I got to a certain point, I was angry at the fact that I had to heal from things that I should have been protected from. But as I sought God and allowed him to talk to me, um, he started to show me why those things had to happen. The regret that I would have today is that I did not do what he told me to do, which was talk to you. 
Um, I created my podcast. I have multiple different episodes, but God said, create a YouTube video. What's the worst that can happen? And I was afraid about how I would look and, you know, what you guys would think about how my mouth moves when I talk. And there were so many different things that were stopping me from creating this video. Um, but today I said, God, the only regret that I would have is that I did not do what you told me to do, that all of the things that you taught me and all of the pain that I endured um, and the healing that came along with it, that it would be in vain because I did not give anyone the tools that you gave me. Um, I was so busy focused on how it would look, how it would sound that I could not move forward. I was so busy focusing on the fact that I did not have a mentor and no one sent me that I did not do what God told me to do. So God, that would be my regret. That there is a mother who lost a child that's sitting in her home and she doesn't know what to do. That there is a person that's struggling with mental disabilities or mental strife and they don't know what to do. But God, you gave me answers and the answers are in me. You told me what to do and I just didn't do it. My regret will be, God, I'm sorry that I did not do what you told me to do. I'm not here for money. I'm not here for um I'm not here for fame. I'm not here for clout. I'm here for you. I'm here to do the thing that God said for me to do. And I pray that you're following me um, thus far. So there's a level of personal accountability in order to obtain the peace that you're asking God for. And in the midst of that, that's the uncomfortable part. I found out that the reason why I did not like me is because I did not offer myself the same grace that I offered other people, meaning that it was okay for other people to do me wrong and make mistakes, but when it came to me making a mistake, I should have known better, I'm stupid, I'm this, I'm that, and the third, which is not grace and mercy. The God that created the heaven and the earth has so much grace and mercy on you that when you make a mistake, he's there to forgive. He says that he will cast those things into the ocean and remember them no more. So who are you, the created, to not allow yourself the same grace and mercy that our creator gave us? Who are you to walk around hating yourself when the God of all God and, 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 and once again the creator loves you enough that he sent his only begotten son so that he that you can have life and have more no wait he sent his only begotten son and it is horrible that i don't even know <laughs> i know it but because um sometimes i get into a place where i feel like when i speak it has to flow and i should not make mistakes once again not allow myself grace and mercy um that i kind of forget about it and um, I forget and I, and I lose my train of thought when we know that it's John 3.16. So we know that it's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So the God that loves you so much that he spared not his only son so that you can live this life and have eternal life and have the gift of grace the gift of mercy the gift of repentance um who are you not to love yourself just the same 
someone said something to me and what he said was i feel like it's child abuse to introduce your child to god so early because you take away their choice and i feel like it's child abuse to not give your child something to hold on to in this harsh harsh world that does not love them when I say this harsh, harsh world that does not love them, not meaning that the people in the world don't love you, but the world itself. And um, we, we've experienced it day in and day out, all of the hateful things that can go on in the world. And when I say not give your child something to hold on to, the God of all mercy and grace and love and forgiveness, the God who chastises you in in private and rewards you in public, the God who sees everything that you do and loves you for it. How dare you not give your child the ability to fight in this? You got to give them some gloves. You can't just throw them in the fight without nothing. Um, and I thank God for my mom for putting, she, she, she armed me with everything that I can possibly need. Um, so, the, the whole point of this YouTube video and this podcast, My Turtle Doves, was to let you know um, that I plan to do what God told me to do. I plan to create more content. Um, I plan to share and just be 100% open. I'm not going to always look like a movie star. I put on some makeup and some earrings and stuff like that um, just so that I can be presentable. Um, but... I, I just want to give you everything that God gave me. Um, and and you may not think that it's anything special, but I'm here if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I would be. And I'm here only because of his strength. I'm, I'm here only because of his strength. I'm here only because of his strength. And um, I, I would have you know that it was not until because like I said I lived on who they told me he was for so long but at some point that wasn't enough it wasn't enough for me and I could not figure out what the problem was and I would go to different people and ask them and they would say you're not fasting enough you're not praying enough you're not you're not you're not you're not but that was not it it was not I God, I'm missing something and I need you to show me so um, and I'm going to always talk about how the pandemic happened, but it wasn't just the pandemic because I didn't get COVID until 2021. So a whole year of strife and pain, um, surgeries and, um, in and out of doctor's offices and losing so much weight, sickness. I had so many things that was going on that I finally got to meet God for myself, not for who they told me he was, not for who. I thought he was, but for who I knew him to be. And it took me time to sit in a private place. And God tells you to go into that secret place and shut the door. Because many of times when we go through things, there's going to be a secret place that nobody can go with us. And the only person that can meet you there is the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son. Um, so... I got to know him for myself and what that means is is that God I said I surrender and in surrendering I surrendered all when a person says you need to surrender all you, you, you kind of wonder what is all what is what is all God I said I surrender <laughs> you know God I said I surrender I said I will give you myself God I offered you 
everything that you asked me for. I surrender all. But you don't realize that when you say you surrender all, you're saying, God, I surrender my body. That's health-wise. That's sex-wise. That's in the way that you speak, the way you talk, the way you walk. God, I surrender my body. God, I surrender my mind. That means that every negative thought, he wants that. Every positive thought, he wants that too. Um, you surrender your soul. You surrender your spirit. You surrender everything down to what you eat on a day-to-day -day basis because we know that health is wealth. And if you're putting unclean things into your body, your body is going to show you the world. Hey, look, she's not doing too good. She's eating all of the wrong things, you know, because we, <laughs> we gain weight. <laughs> We gain weight, we get sick, high blood pressure, diabetes, different things of that sort. So when you say I surrender all, you have to surrender the pain. And sometimes we hold on to that pain. We nurse it, we baby it, and we don't want to give it to them. Because sometimes letting go of the pain kind of hurts. <laughs> because letting it go, you have to look at it. And if you've spent your whole life trying to think of ways and coping mechanisms and different things of that sort to not have to look at it, it's actually just been sitting over there. You didn't do nothing with it. So now you have to pick it up and give it to them. And in picking it up, now you have to look at it while you're handing it to them. And it's just like, oh, God, it feels like that thing is happening all over again. So you have to give it all to them. You have to surrender all the pain, the hurt the happiness, the negative emotions, the sadness, the self-hating, the self-loathing of self, the self-hating, the self-loathing. You have to give him all of that stuff. And all of that time, I didn't know, God, what am I missing? I was missing my relationship with him. I was living off the strength of what they told me and not my own personal knowledge of God. So my turtle doves, this video has gone far long enough, but, um, all of that was said because I wanted you to know that we only think of the things that we should have, could have, would have when we're on our sick bed or thinking about death or looking at someone else that we love going on to glory. God is saying to you, it's time to live intentionally so that way that there's no regrets. Mistakes, make them. Decisions, make them. Choices, choose them. But when you do it, make sure that you consult the author and the finisher of our faith, the one who said, according to Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. He knows the plans that he has towards you, the plans to prosper you, never to harm you. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. So you want to go to the creator and say, God, I have an idea. Is this a good idea? One thing I can tell you, just like Apostle Paul, he's not going to allow you to walk around with the wrong idea for too long. At some point, you're going to go blind. <laughs> you're going to go blind and he's going to have to send somebody to come get you so that they can pray for you and the scales can fall off your eyes. So life is about making choices, not always good choices. We're not always going to be 100% perfect. But one thing I know is that we have a God of grace and mercy that's standing behind us and he's always willing to forgive and love and love and love and love so my turtle doves if i can leave you with anything i will leave you with let's live life intentionally so that there's no regrets i love you i love you i love you until next time with all of the love that god placed into inside of me for you i hope you have the most amazing weekend Bye bye